0: everyone! Welcome back to the season finale, season four finale, the main event heat podcast. I am your host, Rob Weathers. Um, no, Big Mike did not just start hitting the gym an awful lot. Uh, this is my boy. I wanted a quick introduction. Uh, the edibles already starting to kick in. This probably is bad. <laughs> uh, quick introduction. So, sitting right next to me is a guy that I've been working with quite a lot here in 2023. One of my favorite people in the New South locker room, Harrison Hayes. How you doing today, Rob thank you so much for, for coming in. You don't have to eat the mic. Oh funny.
1: thank you. I don't I'm hey, it's different fine. mics. <laughs> I feel that
0: dog, that's for sure. But uh yeah, you guys were driving back in from your uh your Christmas vacation as it were.
1: Oh yes, a fun drive from Orlando, yeah. always. Just got
0: back from Louisiana myself. You hit me up and you're like, Hey Rob uh Thing about stopping by today and i was just like i'm making this motherfucker do the podcast Maybe when he gets there
1: dude i've been asking to do it since the first episode i saw i was like rob does a podcast i absolutely would love to do a and ironically
0: i think one of the first ones you listened to was like right before this unintentional hiatus just happened yes <laughs> so i was like you poor bastard there isn't gonna be any for a while um as far as that guys i'm gonna address that real quick so anyway this episode is gonna be a best of 2023 this is how we're gonna cap off season four um as far as a couple of questions I need, I'm going to go ahead and answer. The elephant in the room or the lack of an elephant in the room. <laughs> no, Big Mike. Um, Mike, if you watch this, and I know it's possible that you would, you know that I, I'm allowed to make the fat jokes because I'm also – I'm one of yous. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, me and Big Mike haven't really talked a whole lot in the last few months. I, so in October – which was when the last couple of episodes came up for this was the ones that me and Carmen recorded on the Comic Con loop. Mm-hmm. That was fun, by the way. That was awesome time. And um, I kind of wanted to take most of October off because that was at that time the busiest month of my career so far. And I had also got super sick right before that KFW loop.
1: Yep, I, I do remember that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, I imagine that day at that first day at the building, I probably didn't even sound like myself. I don't even want to go you, back and watch it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you. That, w- that was the first time that I saw you, and I visibly could just tell I was like, something is wrong with him. Like, he's I not 100%. hadn't
0: been out of my bed in five days. Oh. And I, the day that I got out of bed, drove from Marietta to fucking Sevierville. <laughs> Isn't that a fucking bitch and a half? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> what, absolutely.
0: What we do for these fucking, uh, I, well, I almost said payday. I can not fuck pay for that one. No. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> is
1: that's wrestling.
0: It is. Pew, pew. Yep. Is what. Ta- that's wrestling. Anyway... Um, I hit up Big Mike shortly thereafter. Your girlfriend thinks I'm the funniest fucking person <laughs> in the world.
1: I don't know that I've ever had her listen to an episode of Main Event Heat. I need to have her go back and listen it's to something. It's
0: this, it. Ali. it's me. It's me talking shit.
1: It's literally this for like 30 minutes yep. to sometimes like up to an hour, which is awesome. Perfect.
0: And this is, well, and, and this is why I miss doing it with Mike. And so I've tried to get Mike on to do the show. For anybody listening that knows, whenever he came on to the show, me and him had both got dropped. The thing with main event wrestling had just ended, so me and him both, he was completely out of wrestling. I was starting to pick up more. I just started with New South and everything. And, uh, and so then it was, he needed this podcast. He reached out and was like, he told me, straight up He wanted to do the show with me and I wanted to do the show with him. I got tired. Of, I did three seasons by myself and that fucking sucks. Yeah. I don't like that at all. So I, I, I started doing it with big Mike and then his real estate gimmick started picking up and uh. that's, he's been, that's something me and him have been like this time a year ago, we were talking about how much he wanted to get into real estate yeah. and it started picking up really big and that's where all of his free time went and it got to where like I would hit him up I remember one of the last times we talked, and I was like, hey, um, can we do the show? And he's like, yeah, dude, I got next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'm off. And I go, all right, cool. We'll, we'll film like a month's worth in that three-day period Perfect. just to have him out. And I hit him up Monday, couldn't get a hold of him. Hit him up Tuesday, couldn't get a hold of him. Hit him up Wednesday, nothing. And after Shit. that, I said, fuck it. Um, that's not to say we don't still talk. I talked to him this morning. The yeah. podcast didn't come up. And I think for him, it's just he's kind of moved on from it. No. hasn't so much as verbally said that to me but that's definitely how it feels and it's one of those things that, like i don't want this to sound like i'm talking shit about my friend because i'm absolutely not i love the guy to death if he called me tomorrow and needed something i'd be right there
1: oh absolutely
0: but i would be lying if i said it wasn't a little bit frustrating because like i just needed him i just needed hey brother i need you for an hour a week yeah just get in the room i'm I'm the one that made the StreamYard that we filmed everything on. I'm the one that edited the shows. I'm the one that, that published the shows. I promoted the shows. was paying to promote the shows. And I'm not saying all of that to say that I wish he did more. That's, this was my idea for yeah. it to be that way. I'm just saying that's all that I needed you to do. Like I know with as busy as he is, I know he could find an hour. I know yeah. for a fact he could. But if he's not even watching wrestling right now anymore. I'm trying
1: to. If it's he's not tough. into it, it's hard to make him come do it. Exactly. And we all get that way. I'm I'm in a similar spot right now. Well, I mean, it, it
0: mean you had to – I gave you, actually – we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I oh, would be the, the pep ball. talk before That's the Rumble. That's the best pep talk I've ever given anybody in my life.
1: Oh, that, I, that was the single – I when I got backstage, I talked to Zach, and I told him I was like – The only reason I went out there and was as energetic as I usually am is because of the talk that Rob gave me backstage. It was, I mean...
0: And it wound up being perfect. Because your
1: music didn't work.
0: (laughs) Which is so weird because we've played that music off that laptop I don't know how many times. This show, it's it's a corrupted file.
1: Both files were corrupted. (laughs) How?
0: I have no fucking idea how that happened.
1: Carmen came up to me afterwards and just gave me the biggest hug. He was like, I'm so sorry. You reacted so much better. I was well, like- you,
0: you hit the curtain and you just fucking yelled. And you had said, I, I couldn't, I could hear you from the back. You said, I don't need music. You're my music. Yep. You point at the audience. Dude, that's... You nailed that.
1: I I had to think of something. I was like, I can't just have no noise. Like, we need something. You did the perfect thing. I appreciate it. You did
0: the perfect thing in that moment. And yeah, dude, but exactly. So you know better than anybody. Sometimes you just get in a tough fucking spot. Sometimes you don't want to hit the curtain. That same show, and I'm not going to talk about this. This is going to be as much as I say about it. (laughs) I almost didn't hit the fucking curtain that night either. And it took a couple of talks to talk me down because it was fucking bad. That's as much as I'll say about that. It was a cursed fucking show. Uh, go watch the Dump Sanders holiday special on IWTV, I guess. I won't. I can't watch it. I. It's just – I'm just going to think about it. I can't watch it. <laughs> it's a good
1: show. You should go and watch it. It was good. It was good. It was the a return, great show. The return
0: of Cabana Man Dan, I was pumped on that. Yes. I was pumped on that. I forgot we hit him in the present. I forgot we hit him in the fucking thing.
1: So I didn't understand what they meant by that when they said, we're going to hide Dan in a present. I was like, are they just going to like – wheel out a giant box and they were like, no, he's literally going to get in there like an hour and a half before doors and just stay there. I was like,
0: so he had what? no idea what happened with me before the show. Oh, God. Because I see him in the back because cause I didn't call the rumble. I was, I already went back and got dressed. Yeah. And I see him in the back and he just comes up smiling. Oh, hey, I didn't get to shake your hand earlier. And I was just like, <laughs> eh, you wouldn't have got to if you weren't in a fucking yeah. box of Dan. Mm-hmm. But um, I had dude so many people Real quick, but put the but- put a button on the other thing. Yeah. Uh, Mike's done with the show for now. It is what it is. If he comes back, I have no idea. Probably not. And it is what it is. I love him to death. Um, but as far as the show in the future, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I thought about bringing it back on a monthly basis and just having rotating uh, color, com- color, co- color commentators. Color like, commentators. Rotating guests. <laughs> I thought about doing that. I don't know. We'll figure it out.
1: That'd be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool. We'll see what happens. And you could always, like, grab a person from whatever show you're at that month. Like, whatever. just to... Different random person. Just get one of the young boys. Hey,
0: you're with me, <laughs> but um, come here. But anyway, um, back to the what was I saying?
1: You were talking about uh, Dan giving you a handshake. You <laughs> know he wouldn't yeah. have gotten to earlier. I'm
0: trying to remember what else I wanted to say. Uh, yeah, go watch. D- go watch, watch the Dumb Centers holiday, holiday special
1: and Winter Wars Rumble.
0: Yeah, yeah. Love you, Cabana Man Dan. Oh, uh, the Rumble. Thank you, the Rumble. Yes. So. Earlier in the show, whenever we came out, before we do, before we start the show proper, me and Carmen always do like a little rundown. Yeah. And during the rundown, because he knows where my head's at, he's trying to distract me as well as he can. (sighs) Fucking, Carmen's the best person to do these shows with. Because nobody will understand me quite like he does. Yeah. So he's trying to crack me. He's trying to make me laugh. He's trying to make sure I'm having a good time because he knows I'm not having a good time. (laughs) And he says something about like, you never know who could show up in the Winter Wars Rumble. Everybody's surprised. Rob could be in the Rumble. And then people start to, Rob, Rob, Rob. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to stop that shit right now. I'm not doing this today. And then I had a few fans tell me, they were like, hey, during the Rumble, we looked up at the booth and realized you weren't there. We were 100% oh, sure no. you were coming out. And I was like, I didn't, no. When I saw
1: you backstage, I didn't even think about that being a possibility. I was just like, oh, Rob's I was, just here. I was cool. already
0: out of my suit. I was already out of my suit. I you were,
1: And that's what threw me. I was just like, he's not wearing his suit
0: suit. Which I also said, I think I might have even said, I'm like, I'm not getting my fucking suit dirty, which I guess. (laughs) If I was going to go out, it'd be in the fucking sweatpants and and long sleeve. I love it. But uh, anyway, speaking of loving, 2023, for the most part, has had some, some really good shit happening in professional wrestling, and that's what I wanted to talk about today and get your opinions on it as I go through my little listy that I made. Totally not
1: last minute while I was watching World's no, of End last not. night. No, of course not. This is a very prepared man right here.
0: Yeah, speaking of World's <laughs> End, you won't see any of that on the Best of 2023. It <laughs> wasn't a phenomenal show. There was some good shit. Glad I
1: didn't pay for it.
0: <laughs> um, did you watch it at all?
1: I've watched the highlights back. Uh, I've not watched the whole thing. I've heard that the the Christian and Edge match was very good. Very good.
0: Um it was I mean it was basically a recreation of of Edge versus uh Mick Foley at Mania. Oh fuck. They even did they did the flaming table and everything. I I about say, I saw the yeah. flaming table highlight. That match was good. Um I mean the main event was good. The fucking devil shit We all Like the second They started this We were all like yeah, It's Adam, that's Adam Cole. Cole Yeah Who are the goons That's the fucking kingdom dude. Yeah it's the A kingdom. billion percent is the kingdom And I remember watching I, I think it might have been The episode um, Where the devils Rejects Whatever you call them Beat the fuck out of uh, The acclaimed
1: Oh yeah Backstage
0: And I remember telling my wife I was saw one of the big motherfuckers Dressed up And he was like Doing this fucking I'm like That's oh, fucking Oh <laughs> I'm like, that's a billion percent. Nobody stands like that. That's fucking Wardlow, dude. Like, and he's just, he's doing the fucking Wardlow thing. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, give it away any fucking harder, could you? And then whenever <laughs> Wardlow fucking is the big one, I'm like, oh, fuck, I had no idea. It's literally fucking Wardlow and everybody else that we all said it was going to be. If you're gonna take that long, at least surprise us a little bit.
1: I don't think it would. I think it was about two or three weeks ago when I finally figured out. I was like, okay, it is for sure Adam and Cole because I was a big believer that like this would be a great storyline if it's just like MJF is just like it's you Adam, it's you Adam, it's you Adam. Adam like it's not me. And then it's Roderick Strong with the kingdom in Wardlow, and he's just that pissed at Adam. I think that that could have been good. It could have been awesome, but I love what they're going to do with it. I feel like they're going to do something real good with this. No, for sure. I'm
0: sure it's going to be good. Like, And it's not to say that like I dislike anybody involved. I don't. Oh, no. But they're... it's just, you know, predictable is fine in wrestling. I remember one year we were watching a Super Card of Honor, mm. and me and my wife used to, used to do predictions on the shows all the time, oh, and nice. I picked every match correctly. And I wasn't mad at how predictable that was I was just like I guessed I can, what what the yeah. good shit would have been And I was correct on all fronts <laughs> So predictability isn't always bad, but whenever you're taking that long to tell the story, and we the second you started telling it, we went, we know what the swerve there is.
1: There has to be a bigger swerve. There
0: has to, just a little something. Yeah, change it, and I think that maybe that's where the Samoa Joe thing was. With having like revealing he's been working with the devil. Yeah, I think maybe that was their whole. You didn't see that part coming, no, because that part's dumb. No, yeah. we didn't see that part coming because it's fucking. Stupid. And
1: now what is what does that lead to? Is Samoa Joe part of the group, or yeah. is it just Samoa Joe is now world champion? I he has to do something for Adam Cole or what literally
0: I don't I think this is exactly how I take it. Remember whenever MJF first debuted as a devil? Yeah. And he, he came down and got that fucking poker chip in the ladder match? Yeah. And they Well that had, was that was Stokely. Well, so Stokely got it, gave it to the devil. Yes. Right? Stokely and the firm, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. All bunch of mass people beat the yeah. fuck out of everybody. All revealed. And then MJF quickly, because they realized they didn't want him with this group, he just said, I just like used the firm. I gave them some money and had them do this thing for me. And I think that's what we're seeing right now with with as far as Samoa Joe and the devil's fucks go. I think gotcha. it's literally just <laughs> like, slugs. I was here to help with this thing. We're done now. Gotcha. I, that's how I take it. and That's probably what's going to happen. I could see that. But so I've got a list of... Some of the, my favorite highlights from the year, a few categories. I've got a couple of indie categories. Most of it is, like, the major shows, what everybody's yeah. watching. Uh, to get started on this, uh, and this one's one you won't know anything about. Oh, no. sweet. Uh, my favorite call of the year. So, personally, my favorite match that I called this year. Okay. Uh, just happened a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, no, not- I hate whenever that happens. Um, Bryce Cannon versus Chip Day at Southern States Pro. They just released the match. We're recording this on New Year's Eve. They just, a few hours ago, released the match. Oh, nice. They were rushing me. So, the second half of the show, the commentary files got lost. Oh. Uh.
1: <laughs>
0: I wish that was the first time that's happened. Oh, God, no. So, that's the fucking... A... It happens in so many different promotions, I feel. So... The brother that does the production over there Hits me up a few days ago And was like Can you re-record on a few of these matches This one being one of them Yeah And I'm like Well I've gotta find that energy Cause I was up this whole fucking match And I think I did okay <laughs> So I literally yesterday Just got done recording the post And then today They uploaded this fucking match As the first episode Holy crap And it's so good It is Chip Day versus Bryce Cannon Unbelievably good I've Some of my best work Both the lost recordings And the new ones <laughs> Some of my best fucking work But yeah Go watch that Southern States Pro On YouTube um, Like I said That match just went up today Chip Day versus Bryce Cannon Whenever the Georgia Wrestling History Awards Come around In a couple of weeks That fucking Better be some name But respect Put on the name Of that fucking match Because it was so good And really? I know for a fact A lot of motherfuckers From Georgia Wrestling History Were in the building So you sons of bitches Know how good it was <laughs> I'll have to go watch it you should. It, it, I'm telling you, dude, like legitimately. And, you, and you've been with me in New South this year. You oh, yeah. know some of the fucking bangers I've called in
1: New oh, South. Oh, yeah.
0: Like this entire year, Akuto Death Society versus Hard Targets at Banger Things has been my number one. And then this match happened. <laughs>
1: I was going say, because I thought I saw you post something about your favorite matches. My top 10 of the year. Yeah. And
0: surprisingly, I, th- I, I had to make a top 10 initially because New South, it was always a top five. Yeah. you look like a lot of these Georgia promotions? No offense, Lariato only runs a few times a year. And then the other Georgia promotions I've worked for aren't exactly bringing in the fucking best of the best.
1: And New South is just...
0: New South is... It's a, it's a destination it's spot. As, it's good. And it's... Yeah, it's consistently very, very good professional wrestling. Yeah. Worst case scenario, it's good wrestling.
1: Yeah, which if that's
0: the worst case,
1: that's... We're doing pretty
0: all right. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing pretty all right. And yeah, dude, like I, I had to make it a top 10 because so many fucking New South matches were on there. And then I started with Retinal. And oh. I started calling Derek Neal matches. Yup, and I think literally every Derek Neal match I've called was somewhere on like I had 22 matches I think on the overall list that I had to narrow down. Yeah, every Derek Neal match I've called was on that list.
1: Every time that I see Derek Neal, he remembers me as the guy who cleaned up his blood in the locker room after his match with Adam Priest. Oh, jeez. Because he fuck him and got Priest, I bet was good blood. Oh, I was. I bet Beautiful. that was good. It was the end of the cortege, and he got blood everywhere in that bathroom. I fucking believe it. It was. It looked like someone had a bar fight just in the bathroom, and then Derek Neal just walks out with a little patch on his head. He's like, I'm all good That's now. That's a
0: bad motherfucker, dude. I was
1: like, holy shit. I went in the
0: back for um the last show that we just did, Santa Can Suck It. I was in the back because <laughs> right before intermission, Derek Neal wrestled Chris Kronk. Oh. How Chris is, so, Chris is as you know, so underrated as a singles oh, wrestler, yeah. and Derek is, like, the fucking goat right now. Like, legitimately, Derek Neal and Jaden Newman are, like, in my opinion, the two best wrestlers in the world. Fuck television. <laughs> They're the best. Um <laughs> Him and Crunk put on a fucking classic, dude. Oh, fuck it was yeah. that that made my list. I can't wait to watch it. That. It was it's on IWTV now.
1: I need to go it's watch it. It's so
0: fucking good. And I went and I go in the back and I'm talking to Kerry and I'm like, man, "How long has Derek been wrestling?" And he's just like, "Let's ask him." Derek, twenty <laughs> years. <laughs> ever take, Derek comes. Wow, thinking About to make twenty-one years here in a couple of days, something like that. Nonchalant as awesome. ever, you know, Derek. And I was just like, "Derek, I, I got to tell you, man, that match tonight was amazing." And literally every match of yours I've called here in Retinal has been fucking phenomenal. Man, it's been a pleasure working with you. you go, well, sir, I appreciate you saying that. You know, fucking Derek's there, such a good guy. I love like <laughs> genuinely. He's and he's such a fucking bastard on the mic, dude. <laughs> His promos are ungodly good. He's in the ring. He's a fucking stud and a half. I love that guy. Um, But moving on to my next category, surprisingly, Derek Neal
1: did not win Indie
0: Wrestler of the Year for me.
1: Oh, who'd you get? Rico Gonzalez. I'm stuck because I can't name anyone, but it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like there might be somebody. For sure. For sure. He's, I mean, he's a good
0: pick the first time i worked with him was whenever i was doing music for the last for Zicky's show at an atlanta at MoboCon. oh yeah i had never met rico i had heard about him because whenever i was with mew i was a part of the creative team me and big mike used to write shit before zach mosley came on yeah and mike was hitting me up one day he's like you know anything about this rico gonzalez guy i think rico was like Early, early on, oh, and I was like, "No, I don't know anything about him." He goes, uh, "He goes." Well, apparently, he's 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 AC Max's boyfriend. Yes, and I was like, "Well, if he's half as good as AC is in the ring, he's probably pretty fucking decent." Yeah, <laughs> and so the first time I ever actually get to see him work is shortly after that the company folded. The first time I actually get to see him work is at these shows in Atlanta, and. Un-fucking-believable. He's so good. The shit he can do in the ring. And then the last day, we got a bunch of the WWA4 guys to come out and help get the ring out for that last day. And so him and the A4 guys get a fucking scramble to kick everything off.
1: That's a banger. Dude, fucking AR Fox
0: is a fucking trainer and a
1: half, dude.
0: Like, those kids that come out of A4 are, like, some of the most, like, especially from, from like, a high-flying standpoint, Oh yeah, some of the most talented guys in the business.
1: Rico is... I mean he's incredibly talented, but he's he's just such a genuinely nice guy. I mean the first time that I ever met him in person, funny enough, he friend requested me on Facebook before I had ever met him.
0: <laughs> I just got the one from and, a few weeks ago and I was
1: just like, I have no idea who this guy is, but you know, sure I'll I'll accept it. And That's then like awesome. a month and a half later he was at uh the show that never happened because some people are just absolute pieces of shit. Oh um, shit, nasty. Yeah, yeah yep. shit, nasty. We talked about that on here. Oh, <laughs> I remember. Check <Ocheby> the archives. <laughs> um, that was the first time that I met him, and he walked right up to me and he gave me a hug. He's like, "How Being, you doing?" And I was isn't like, the "Best, dude." I've never met you. You're so. Dude, see, awesome. my wife is fucking
0: glowing over here on the other side of the camera. She's she awesome. loves Rico because he, he just sells. he just gets to the building and just gives her a hug right out of gate. She's like, she straight up come up to me. After, she's like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" I was, I was like, "It's Rico Gonzalez." Like he just came up and gave me a hug, and I was like, "Good for you." Yeah, was like, it's a good hug. I bet. And then, I mean, we talked about him dating AC, retired AC this year, and then goes on as, I mean, since shit, and New South has had fucking banger after banger.
1: Oh, dude, I mean. He's unbelievably good. He's so good. He Imagine really how much
0: better he's going to be in a few years. Imagine when he turns like I don't know how old he is right now, he can't be outside of like his early 20s. Oh, no. Imagine when he's like 28, 29, 30.
1: Dude He's gonna be The best in the fucking world Probably He'll be <laughs> like Incredible There's so
0: many guys In this business That I look at him And I see how young they are yeah. And I just go What about when Jaden Newman In my eyes Is the best wrestler In the fucking world Him and Derek Jayden's Neal so good. For, for dude, I remember that first Time I showed up to TWE And he hadn't returned yet From the jaw injury But he was training With Hayabusa in the ring Oh yes And he's just that's the name of the training Doll <laughs> I just realized that Out of context <laughs> Hayabusa It's a it's a training doll that you do moves It's to. a training
1: dummy, it's not a doll. A dummy
0: <laughs> that it's a full size human size. Yep. And it's got a Hayabusa, a shoot Hayabusa mask on it. That fucking Jaden Newman took like an actual a thing that I would kill to have hung up in my fucking office in there. He's got it on this fucking training dummy. <laughs> but he's in there working with that thing. And I'm watching him, just like, oh my god, this! Like I never watched him in person before. I'd only ever seen him on TV. Yeah. Like, god, he's so ungodly fucking good. I didn't realize he was only twenty five. Oh yeah, he's twenty five years old. Imagine when that motherfucker's thirty.
1: Yeah, he's as old as I just turned. Like that's insane, which is incredible. And he's me. been
0: in wrestling for like ten years, hasn't he? Yeah.
1: Dude, so that's that's one of the things that I talk to people about a lot when they're just like, oh, like you're doing awesome. I'm like, yeah, the downside is I'm 25 and I just finished what is technically my rookie year. Like, that's not great. I'll I'll say this.
0: I'll say this because I have a similar story getting into broadcasting. My first weekend doing this was three days before my 30th birthday. Yeah. Now, obviously I'm not taking bumps. (laughs) yeah, you know, I, mean, yeah, I, but I will at some point. You still got to learn. Of course. I've still had to learn my my craft. Yeah. The thing that helped me was I had 30 years of experience throughout my life, whether it was, you know, all the years that I spent singing in a rock band, whether yeah. it was uh, drama back whenever I was in high school, whether it was all of these other like anything like... My my thing was I always wanted to be an entertainer. I didn't give a fuck about what mode of entertainment it was. Just acting, had to be music, anything. It was something. And I've always been doing something. Yeah. Like, whenever I was working at, at, at the video game industry, I was always, like, I was, like, kind of like the fucking captain of the team. Every team that I ever worked on. Like, we yeah. talked about that pep talk I gave you. That was me. Like, that was a yeah. thing I did to people. If somebody was not having... We literally... So, fun fact, right before I got laid off... The CEO of the company sent out a mass email Christmas week telling everybody that shit was coming. Christmas week he did this. Christmas week this dumb motherfucker sent this. The 23rd, I think, actually, whenever we got the email. And I talked down everybody in the room. Everybody's freaking the fuck out. They're all about to lose their jobs. Yeah. And I talked everybody down. And I told them all straight up. I was like, guys, the fact of the matter is this. There's no reason they would get rid of anybody on this fucking team right now because we are the highest performing team on the highest performing game in the studio. Yeah, there's no reason to get rid of you all. And if he did, you're all great at your fucking job. You'll find resume is quick. great. Trust me. Uh, two months later, I get laid off. The only one. Whoops. <laughs> The only one, <laughs> the guy that talked everyone down. I get laid off, and it's been ten months, and I haven't found another job in the industry. So I was full of shit, but I made them feel really good in that moment.
1: And and that's what they needed.
0: So if there's anything, you know, I might have been lying to you. Whenever <laughs> I said there's probably some kid in the front row who's the biggest Harrison Hayes fan, go out there and do it for that kid.
1: Oh yeah, but it's what I, I might have been full hear. of fucking
0: shit. Everybody in that room might have fucking hated you, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that doesn't matter. I got you pumped up. Yep. I got you where you needed to go. I am going to say, you got me out after, to the ring. After you hit the curtain, it's all on you, motherfucker. I'm done. <laughs> I did I can, my part. I can do the first part. Now, let's move on to uh, the, the majors, the shit that you folks click on this video for. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine categories coming up. All right. Broadcast team of the year. I gave it to the current WWE Raw broadcast team. Michael Cole, Wade Barrett, Samantha Irvin as the ring announcer. Yes. That's
1: so good. It's so good.
0: Wade Barrett is one of my favorite colors. He's one of the only heel commentators I actually really like. Michael Cole, now that the the reins are a little loose on him, yeah. has proven to the world why he's as fucking good as he is.
1: Well, and the thing about the whole reins getting loose, that 100% came from when he brought in McAfee. That had to it because like he he had to be like very straight, and they saw the fan base they could get with the way that Pat you, McAfee acted. And They went, maybe exactly. we should let
0: him say a little and you more. You know he didn't like Pat at
1: first. Oh, he hated him. Like you, you was unprofessional. You have heard
0: the fucking WrestleMania story, yes. right? With the oh, shorts? absolutely.
1: I love the Pat McAfee show,
0: dude. Like. And he fucking he berates Pat, and Pat like yeah. almost quit on fucking mania. Day. He was like, <laughs> "Okay, fuck this place, dude. I'm about to walk out the door." I was like, "Me at New South at the Dump Sanders holiday special."
1: But you still need to go watch it.
0: <laughs> you still go watch it. I got talked down, just like you know. Eventually, Pat McAfee had to get talked down. I got yeah. talked down, but I mean, it happens to all of us. Doesn't matter at what level. Absolutely. Sometimes you're just not going to get out there and call that fucking show. It yep. happens. Um, but yeah, the current the current team. I almost wanted to give it to to impact because i do think tom hannafin is the best commentator in the game right now uh shout out tom hannafin me and carmen just did a seminar with him oh, a couple nice. of weeks ago it was really really good um i think he's the best and i think him and ray Ra- ray walt comp- complement each other very very well easy for me to say i work with the fucking guy. <laughs> um fun fact when i worked with ray walt I don't know if it's fun at all, but it's a fact. It's a fact. When I worked with Ray Wald, it was, at the, it was at Zicky's Trouble in Paradise show in Dallas a couple of years ago at Mania Weekend. Really? It was me, Ray Wald, and Johnny LaQuasso. I was playing a puppet. I don't know if you've ever seen any of these shows. I do a fucking puppet that looks no, just like Zicky Dice. S- it's a puppet. They call him Zick Dicey. And I'm on the call for the first two matches. It's me right here, dressed all black, head to toe, with this puppet on my arm. My 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 uh impression that I use for the the voice that I use is an impression, it's a combination of three impressions. The comedian Joey Diaz, um Enzo Amore, and Eddie Kingston.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: The first time I did the puppet, I had to take Enzo to Waffle House the next morning. Imagine that. Anyway, I'm trailing off bad. I gotta tell that full story one day. I've promised that before. Um but, so it's me, Ray Walt, Johnny Laquasto. Ray Walt and Laquasto, for anybody that doesn't know, they were the 205 Live commentary team. Oh, okay. They were the 205 Live commentary team. Laquasto, I think, ring announced on some NXT shit as well. I know he definitely did the house shows. Yeah. So, like, they're pumped to be working together, and I'm just a shit starter as this character. I get people's names wrong all the time. Yeah. And Laquasto, I would call him Queso. And, uh, remind me, after we get done with this, I got to show you. There's a video of, uh, that sh- that day in Dallas, Zicky sent me upstairs to fuck with a bunch of the wrestlers and shit and put it on camera. Oh, God. It was good. Jesus Christ. Um, but uh, so I, I was like, what name am I going to call Matthew Ray Walt? So I came up with one, and I only said it once early in the show because I didn't want to be- beat it into the ground. So I called Matthew Ray Mysterio. <laughs> and whenever I called him that, my mic wasn't working, so I didn't pick any of it up. Oh, no. And it, to this day, breaks my fucking heart. My mic didn't start. Like the pr- whole pre-show, you don't hear me. My mic didn't start working until halfway through the opening match. That's so sad. I drove, I drove 14 miles. Or 14,000. 14, 1,400. It's in the middle.
1: Somewhere in there. That a really kicking in.
0: I drove 1,400 miles <laughs> to go do that. I don't even think it was that far. I think it was 1,000 miles. Yeah. I think it was 14 hours. Good and that's night. where I'm getting it mixed up. <laughs> Michael Cole, Wade Barrett, Samantha Irvin. Fantastic. The reason I didn't give it to Impact is because the ring announcer situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Penzer is just was never I don't mean this to sound mean. Was never on like that upper echelon of guys that you think about. He and, was never like a Finkel. And that's that's fine.
1: And that's okay, that's yes.
0: He was never like a Finkel. Samantha's making a name for she's, herself.
1: She's really good. she's making
0: a name for herself in a way that Dave never did. And now Jade, um, fucking Josh Alexander's wife is stepping in as
1: a ring announcer okay no not not good she doesn't have a voice for it oh
0: she she might be a nice lady i've never met her before i'm sure she is but as far as ring announcing goes there's a certain expectation and she let's just say she doesn't
1: meet it yeah and i i've i tried to do ring announcing at one point and i just like it's i can't not easy. it's not you have to have a certain tone in your voice and you have to be able to be loud enough and i just can't make that happen
0: Whenever I did drama in high school, I I stepped into I was just it was just a high school class. Yeah, I'm in there with kids that have been doing this shit like in Baton Rouge on like actual shoot theater productions. Oh, yeah. And I showed up and just out of the fucking gate. They're like, you got to learn how to project. That won't be a fucking problem. I can manage that. I was the first person to put my script down.
1: Oh, God. I memorized
0: mine and everybody else's lines before anybody else memorized their own line. Dude, I was showing off. You think I'm bad in Jesus. wrestling? I showed off like a motherfucker when I was acting, dude. God. It was a Western parody of Much Ado About Nothing, and I was the I was the male lead. <laughs> dude, I was a motherfucker. I was unstoppable. Good. Night. Um, but yeah, shout out WWE Raw broadcast team. They're so good. They were. Surprise of the year. And a year that there was so many. And I want to get your take on this and tell me if you can think of anything that was more surprising. Okay. CM Punk getting fired after all in. What a chain of events.
1: It, so, okay, I'm about to say, is it just him getting fired or is it the whole the thing fact that, that it led happened, up I mean, to it? The I, fact that it happened, really. When, when all of it started, I remember going... Like like the first thing that because they got in like an original fight and then things tapered off and then there was like the big fight like there was words or something said backstage originally and then it was like pushed so, off so so at nothing. Collision
0: so it started because at Collision a couple of weeks before I think it might have been the Collision when they were here in Georgia um, fun fact Zicky Dice would have never wrestled Keith Lee on that show if it wasn't for me which <laughs> that is a very true fucking statement
1: that's a sweet sexy fact.
0: Trademark that shit. That's gonna be a T-shirt. <laughs> there you That's go. Gonna be a t-shirt right there. Um, yeah, he's. I know he's recording his documentary right now, and he promised me that part's going in. It fucking better because if you ever get that contract, Zicky, <laughs> I,
1: I want helped. Him. I fucking helped.
0: I love it. I'll tell you that story later too. Um, so he, the, Jack Perry's, Wanted to do some spot that involves glass. Oh, and God. Punk was like kind of like the showrunner for Collision because that yeah. was one of the things they had to give him to fucking appease that motherfucker. Oh yeah, and uh, and he just tells he tells him no real glass, which like. He's looking out for him. Yeah, that's I get it. Why the fuck would you want to use real glass anyway? Use the sugar glass, dude. It gets the same reaction. People aren't going to pop bigger if it's shoot fucking glass and you tear your back up.
1: No, people are actually going to get quieter because you're going to get you're stupid. You're going to get covered in blood,
0: and he's going to make everybody uncomfortable. Exactly. Now they do the spotted all in where he fucking throws hook through the glass and he says into the camera, "It's real glass, Crimea River." Nobody shit. watching at home knows what the fuck he's talking about. Oh, so then what matches right after him? Samoa Joe and CM Punk. Oh shit! I've heard from people that were there. Punk goes to throw a punch. Jack ducks it. At some point, Punk grabs him and like tries to put him in a chokehold or something. Oh Jesus! You can't just go. I don't care if you're right, wrong, or what. You can't just go throwing shots unwarranted at your fucking coworkers. Yeah. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> I wanted to really fucking bad, but I didn't. I restrained myself. And at the end of the day, because I knew if I throw a punch right now, You're done. best case scenario, I'm fired yeah. immediately. They're walking me out of the door. Yep. Worst case scenario is this gets around and people don't want to book me
1: anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Go
0: watch the Dump Sanders Holiday Special. on my- <laughs> I know I'm cracking jokes about it, but I'm not still mad. I'm not. It's everything that happened is fine. It's just it's funny now because we were just
1: talking. I must say we've we've gotten over it now because Harrison's
0: in the other room. About. Harrison's standing in the other room while it's all happening going. I've never heard Rob yell before. That's fucking weird.
1: This is the first time I'd ever note like ever heard you yell. And I was just like, OK. You would
0: have known me when I was your age. You would have heard it a lot more. <laughs> that sounds so old. I'm seven years older than you. I'm not like I'm 20. Say, years older Yeah. Than you. I've changed a lot in seven
1: years. I turned 25 four days ago, sir. Three days ago, sir. I'll be 33
0: in a few months. Um, But, uh, Ellie, we don't have to talk about it. I know you're uncomfortable over there. It's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) 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 I know. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um so yeah, I mean it was just surprising. And then I mean I've even almost as equally surprising that the WWE hired him. I don't know if I would hire a guy with that track record personally, but you can't argue with the money. No. Sold out Madison Square Guard. I'm sure he had a lot to do with it.
1: Um I will say Just for the moment, because I had never, I don't think we've ever seen this done before. Maybe it had been done in an indie show, but in a WWE ring, it definitely had it. The fucking Ricochet and Logan Paul.
0: NXT literally slapping the shit out of each other. That literally happened in NXT like two months before that.
1: Did it? Because I I don't remember it. That's why I I saw it. Ricochet
0: and Carmelo Hayes. Okay. Everybody talks about that Paul and Ricochet. I'm like, well, Ricochet also, did you got, that with you Carmelo think, like three fucking weeks before. You got to think
1: it's Royal Rumble and it's sure, Logan Paul, no, for so sure. that's gonna drive like drive people. But, but
0: nobody's like, talked about that. I'm I like, think, it's the same spot.
1: I think that moment, just like that experience, is awesome. Sure, because it, it was something that I did not remember, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" Logan, Logan's done a good job of making sure people talk about him. I will give did him a really good job of that. Give him the credit for that. He's He's definitely done well.
0: Yeah. One last thing on the CM Punk fired at all after all end thing because the actual firing took place a week later, right? Yeah. We were in. I remember just getting to the building. We were in Florence the next week for um, the fan appreciation night. Yes. I get in the building. We. I get in the building and Carmen's sitting at the table and he's big eyed and he looks over at me and he goes Rob. Have you heard the CM Punk news? And I went, no, Carmen. I was just in my car for four and a half fucking hours.
1: <laughs> I did not. You tell
0: news. me the CM Punk news. He goes, well, ten minutes ago they released a statement. He got fucking fired. And I was like, what?
1: Jesus! I was like, did they
0: actually do it? That's fucking insane. That is like, it needs to happen, but I just didn't expect it to happen.
1: It's one of those things where it's like, if he was in WWE, he would have just, like, gone away for a while. And then, like, after a year, they would have brought him back. But it's like, AEW's like, you know what? Let's make a statement. It wasn't the first time, though. No. It wasn't
0: wasn't the first time with him. No. You just had Brawl out a year ago. The Brawl out. You got Brawl out, now Brawl in. What's this dude's fucking problem (laughs) on the All Show? Just
1: loves to brawl. Dude. (laughs)
0: which is funny for a guy that was to o- in- which is funny for a guy that was 0 and 2 in the UFC against like the worst fighters in UFC history
1: I forgot about that I was about to say he wanted to be in the brawl for all Dude they fucking go and get like they fucking hired two
0: fucking nobodies to come in and fight this dude and they fucking kill him both of them it was bad after that was when i was done with him yeah. i was like clearly this guy's ego is too fucking ridiculous if he still can walk around with his head hung eye after that embarrassing waste of two years jesus and like i remember joe rogan saying he's like this dude's been training with like the best kickboxing coach in the fucking world for the last like two years and he's still not good he's just untalented damn and it's like that's look You train them with the best in the fucking world, and you're not even kind of good?
1: Yeah, sometimes that's how it is.
0: Um, But so, yeah, surprise of the year. Feud of the year. I couldn't find any that really, like, I thought was that great. So I just gave it to Christian Cage versus Dead Dads. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Do you watch AEW at all? You
1: motherfucker.
0: Dead Dads. Christian Cage is always coming out hey, talking her, shit about everybody's dead dad. Hey,
1: her dad's dead.
0: Oh, oh no! <laughs> Don't tell Christian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ!
0: My favorite was whenever they had. Uh, oh my god! My favorite was whenever they had um, Inoki's grandkids out there, and Jeez. they start. They show them crying, and then the the fucking camera cuts to Christian in the back watching on the monitor, smiling. <laughs>
1: They oh talk my about God. it. They talk
0: about it after the show, during the post, the post show press conference. And Tony Khan was saying something about, "Yeah, Noki's grandkids are out here today." And then Christian just got, "Yep, yeah, they mm-hmm. lost their grandfather." And then he just goes, "Yeah, that happened." <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ!
0: And Christian's just like nodding his head, like, yeah.
1: that's awesome, dude. This
0: motherfucker's something." I love, I love all of that shit he's doing. Um, so he literally just told Nick Wayne right in front of him in the world that he fucked his mom. <laughs> Jesus <Christ. laughs> Which Nick Wayne's mom is pretty fucking hot. So yeah. Good for you, Christian, even though I know it's a work. Um, be the one work I'd be praying to be
1: a shoot. No, that was... I want to say that was last year. That might have been. Was the, was the Jey Uso, Roman Reigns, that was this year? This year. That was this year. That was good. I'm over it. I mean, I think everyone kind of is, but we know the story they're building to, so we're kind of accepting it. But I didn't, because I wanted a top-of-the-line Roman versus top-of-the-line Jimmy and Jay. I wanted it to be the two of them versus him and Solo, because I thought that was the good one. But Jay, as a Solo's guy, has done so well.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jay, yeah, Jay really, he's got, and we'll talk about <laughs> Jay in a minute. We're going to talk about Jay in just a minute. Um, But... I, and I think he is doing really, really good now. I didn't expect this out of either no. of the fucking Usos. But he's doing really good on his own. Th- the promos and everything were good leading through all that. But it's just that match made no sense. Because it's this tribal rules street fight. That yeah. in the tribal rules that they posted before the show. No outside interference is allowed until after the bell rings. Uh. There were both Jimmy... And Solo interfered During yeah. the match I'm like Don't fucking you tell me rules. shit The day before Just to fucking forget about it Yeah Like
1: stop Just like That's some if they would have
0: never said anything i would be fine
1: Some social media department Got a message And they were like I think we're gonna go with this And so they made it up And posted it And then an hour later Got the message Yeah I don't think We're gonna use that after all And they were like Well Well fuck already me already posted Fuck so. me
0: We can delete it But the internet lives forever
1: Yep exactly Um
0: but yeah, so like that's that was my issue. But like like everything leading into, it, I mean, like the shit with Sammy and and Roman was all good. Yeah, you know the little bit of interaction between Cody and Roman was good.
1: It's just I don't care anymore. Page and Swerve has been good. I've liked that.
0: I, that was that was close contender.
1: That has been that really was good. I think Swerve had just. We're talking about Swerve more later too. Oh, okay, he's un
0: fucking believable. So. He's he's unbelievably fucking good
1: in every sense. Oh,
0: and, and all over the fucking place. Him and Nana are the greatest pairing in the world. <laughs> Nana that, dancing. just the way that they counteract each other. It's like so Nana's good. going nuts, and he just stoically walks out, just staring at the fucking crowd. Doesn't even look at Nana. I love that shit. So good. Um, promo of the year. Ooh. In a year where I didn't think there were that many good ones, I kind of cheated a little bit. Cody and Jay Uso at the press conference at one time. Yes,
1: absolutely, a hundred percent, hands down, is the best. It's. I saw the fucking look in your eyes. Oh I knew my you god, had an dude! I showed her the entire press conference <laughs> just to show her that clip, and I mean, we spent. Of course, we had had our libations at that True. point, but uh, we spent probably. 45 minutes getting through the whole press conference because I kept having to pause it because I was like, no, That's no, so no, you're going to miss the next line. It's so
0: good. It's, so good.
1: it's, it's the best. It's so fucking best.
0: Good. Me and, I mean, similar story with me and, me and Suzanne. We sat right here on the couch and I was like, you're not going to believe this shit that just happened. Oh, so, it's was like, you've got to watch it. I pulled it up on my phone. Some some good Samaritan just clipped out the Jey Uso and oh, Cody yes. put on Twitter. I was like, this is so fucking good. If anything, for the one line, do you feel him, sir? Like, <laughs> That is a very white sentence from a man who has notoriously almost only dated black women his entire life. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs)
1: That's
0: a very, very white sentence from that man. You feel me? Dude just they fuck him. So literally whenever I whenever I have to edit like whenever I do stuff with wrestling at Southern, yeah. Every once in a while Vari Morales will be in the matches and he likes to cuss in Spanish, thinking that I won't know what he's fucking saying. The only Spanish words I know are cuss words, motherfucker. In case you're watching uh, and so I'm watching it, and Keep then it like the promoter hits me up. He goes, "Yo, can you come up with something funny to censor Vari's shit with?" And I'm watching what he's saying. And He starts talking. Basically, he tells the other guy to go fuck your mother. And I was like, Jesus "I gotta censor the fuck out of So I started looking through. Like, what are some sound I, And I found Cody saying "yee," and I was like, "That's it." And so literally every good time night. that he cusses, you just hear
1: "yee." <laughs> that was Jesus. the best. That was there when they're drunk. It's so good. It's so yeah, fucking they're, they're, perfect. They're, yeah, they're they're drunk. Air quotes i mean it, I, I convincing yeah
0: <laughs> convincing especially jay especially fucking jay oh they were does cody i'm sure jay I does. wouldn't
1: be surprised if he did like the gummies or they something. both live in atlanta so it's oh, like yeah. possible oh yeah and then let's jay <laughs> <laughs> um a we don't vi- judge no. we do not judge if only you guys could see this fucking... In this fucking, household. If
0: only you guys could see all this shit next to me.
1: <laughs> what we have been doing for the last Allie's hour. He's eyeballing it right now.
0: Um, don't throw the gummies at me. Never. Um, event of the year. Ooh, okay. Forbidden Door 2023 for me. Okada Danielson, the main event. Danielson broke his fucking arm halfway through that match and still tapped that motherfucker out. Yeah. That's so good. I could
1: agree to that. I had to sit here and dude. think back. I was like... Such a good show. There... There was not a ton of shows that front to back were. There was at least, there was no perfect shows this year.
0: No. The Ring of Honor shows have been pretty good. Like like uh, Final Battle that just happened was a pretty fucking yeah. good show. Um, but like nothing's been perfect. This show was as
1: close to that. Forbidden Door was there. really good.
0: Like the first Forbidden Door was surprisingly good because there were so many like, A, they didn't make any announcements for any match until like, no. like a week before. I think this one was kind of similar. And the other one, they had a lot of people that couldn't make it. Like yeah. Danielson couldn't fight Saber Junior. Fucking, um, you couldn't do. God, I, I think Naito wasn't there. Like so many big fucking names weren't there. Yeah. Um. But this show, they fucking nailed it. And I can agree to that. They've had some good ones. AEW's had some good ones.
1: Well, they're gonna have some better ones now because you just saw who they made do the president, right?
0: Oh, New Japan. Yeah. Oh, Tan- Tanahashi. Oh yeah, dude. I'm Dude, on that. He,
1: you know, he's gonna be like, let's go to America. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> I mean, he's... they
0: have got strong out here. Oh, I know, but um, you know,
1: he's gonna try and push I to hope. be with AEW. I hope. I really hope. Uh, for, really I for a really fun. I think over. that would be
0: awesome. I know the guy who was the lead play by play over there at New Japan. Walker, if, if you get listening. rid of some titles, Walker, if you. <laughs> way too fucking many titles it's over there. But uh, yo, if Strong needs a new voice by any chance, Walker, I know you're, you're getting run thin over here. I know you're getting run thin. Call me and Carmen. We're a package deal. Or just book me. I don't care. Fuck Carmen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll ride in a suitcase.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um But yeah, so event of the year for door, kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, kind of hard That make. was so good. My wife was like, what about WrestleMania? And I was like, night two was dog shit. Yeah. Night one was all right. Night one was terrible. Yeah. Or night two was terrible. Yeah. Um. Tag team of the year. I didn't think there was that many great tag teams
1: um, that like stood
0: out for any like particular good reasons, kayfabe or not.
1: See, that's tough because like I, I have an affinity for tag team wrestling. I love because tag team wrestling. I grew up like my two biggest idols in wrestling are Matt and Jeff. Like that's what yeah. I grew up with. That was the first match I ever saw was Matt versus Jeff. So I think there was there's still a lot of really good tag teams out there. I think. It's hard to choose a best of. I think you could just throw, like, that's a very good, like, honorable mentions category. To it have. really
0: is, because, like, it's, it's like, like, I'm talking, like, like, from, like, a, just, like, a stories perspective. Yeah. From, like, like, a, you know, a historical view perspective. There's just nothing really that noteworthy in the tag teams across any of the companies this year, I think.
1: I think. It's FTR's, the Briscoll's every year for me. FTR has been good. They're always good. They're to always me. good. Um,. Is this indie as well, or just? You can,
0: I mean, whoever you want. I mean, indies are so many great
1: fucking tag teams, dude. Let me tell you, the the guys that continuously are on my mind more than anyone in tag team wrestling right now are the fucking Bang Bros. They're so, so they're so good, dude. I you know,
0: got to work with them the one time at the lost show that nobody will ever yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, we lost so much money.
1: They're gonna be guys that in the next like two to five years, I I can see blowing up for big. sure. You saw MSP just broke up.
0: I did not see that. Yeah, fucking. Oh. I think. I think. Um, I think. Danger Kid hit Agro in the dick or something. Not the dick. Yeah, they've been teaming for like. I, I didn't realize they've been teaming for like ten years. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was like, whenever they showed up in New South and won the fucking tag straps, I was like, I don't even know who these guys are. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had no idea who they are. I don't watch Northeast shit. I watch
1: or, or Midwest. I, mean, yeah. I watch Southeast all the time. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's our main focus. I'm watching what I'm a part of. Yeah. And even then,
0: like whenever I got to New South, even then. I knew stunt because he's a friend of mine. Yeah, I knew Kevin Ryan. I didn't know who nobody else in that fucking show was, dude. Yeah, I didn't know no. I didn't, you know Kenzie? Kenzie wasn't on the
1: first show I was on. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to say you didn't and know like Kenzie, Kenzie wasn't Page? on the first show I
0: was on. Uh, I didn't know Crunk, and Crunk's been doing this a long ass time too. And he, a big part down here in Atlanta, whenever yeah. AWE was a thing, I I didn't even know who Crunk was. Damn. But but uh, I gave it to the Creed brothers and NXT mostly because NXT didn't have anything, and I don't even think they're in NXT anymore, right?
1: Um, they're, they're one of those people in that awkward position too, where I've noticed this a lot. There's a lot of back and forth between NXT and main roster now and a lot of people doing both, which I like in the sense that it makes NXT more than just the training brand in people's eyes, because to me, like you could 100% build that as a third show.
0: Well, there was a time when it legitimately was, and that Survivor was whenever well, that was whenever you had all the indie darlings there. I mean, now yeah. it's all fucking football players that you're training from the ground up. So that's why, like, it's not And Lexus King, <laughs> yeah, And
1: Brogan Finley. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, shout out to Brogan Finley. Did you see the the WWE Instagram post the other day that he was wearing a New South T-shirt in the mm-hmm. picture? Very mm-hmm. nice of him. True. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um fucking
0: contemplating if I should say anything. <laughs> What's the next category? <laughs> yeah. Um now on to somebody that you know an awful lot about.
1: Don't I ever. Female wrestler of the <laughs> year,
0: Kenzie Page, that's who I gave it to. She fucking beat Camille, dude. Dude, she's
1: the she's the, so good. the
0: fact that they decided that's who's going to beat Camille, that says so much about Kenzie.
1: Well, I mean, she's it's worth it.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Like, to, to invest in her like that... Absolutely. ...is... Well, we know how fucking good she is. I mean,
0: yeah. It's kind of hard anytime that... With how jaded we can get... I mean, because at the end of the day, we're all still fans of this fucking business.
1: That's really true, Whenever yeah. when
0: somebody's on a contract, it's especially if it's your friend, it's always hard to sit here and go like, oh, are they going to do with that person what they should do? Yeah. And with Kenzie, we know how fucking good Kenzie is. Kenzie had a hand in fucking training you.
1: Kenzie had... Kenzie has probably had the biggest hand in training me very close with Donnie and Brandon, like those those three. And very recently, Tyler Franks has been in there every show that I'm at. He's like, come here, do some stuff with me, like doesn't care what it is. He's just like, learn something, do something. That's, I mean, that's all, all very
0: talented people in their field.
1: Oh, absolutely. And like, but Kenzie like and Kenzie on the top of that heap. Dude, she the very first day that I met Kenzie, Hunter, and Tyler Franks was in Brandon Williams' backyard um, before she had ever won a New South title. And she trained me and a few other guys for five hours in the middle of June with no pay whatsoever from us other than I think I bought her a bottle of water because I was like, I need to get you something for this. She taught me how to take bumps. She taught me how to run ropes. She taught me how to lock up, how to do all of the basics I got from her, which is awesome because now I get to look at her and see what she's doing. I'm like, if she was willing to teach me that, I should be able to... To accomplish something yeah. with that
0: well and that was another thing like like we were saying earlier and i kind of trailed off when i was talking about you know getting into this older isn't always such a bad thing yeah because you've got life because you've got all these other experiences you can put these things together faster than younger people can yeah and especially for the person to be teaching you like this to be kenzie page who who you know while herself i think has been in wrestling six or seven years something like that yeah She's She's been in wrestling her whole fucking life. Oh,
1: absolutely. She
0: might not have been taking bumps but for six, seven years, but she's been in the business. The she
1: knows the business. She knows
0: what's up. Yeah. And very, very smart for the business. And, and it's, I mean, so good that I went ahead and said, fuck everybody in WWE, fuck everybody in AEW, even though there's so many good, talented women and all. Oh, that. absolutely. Tony Storm was very close to getting this one for me. But Kenzie's just like, like the fact that they trusted her to take
1: that fucking record from Camille. She has done so many big things this year, and... The
0: longest reigning New South heavyweight champion. The heavyweight champion, folks. We don't have a women's belt. She was the heavyweight champion. And she fucking held on to that belt for almost 500 fucking days.
1: Yeah. Because she, funny enough, so she won it very soon after I left the first time. When I, I had to leave and take care of my knee and take care of work and stuff. And I came back about a year and a half still after that, and she was still the champion. <laughs> and I was just like... And this is back when, like... And and this is in nothing but praise to her, and I know she understands it. She went through a complete body transformation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she got on herself and was like, I want to... Like, she knew what image she had for herself in her mind, and she got there. And, you know, knowing her of when she trained me and what she was, and then coming back and her just being like... Basically a fucking superstar, and my very first show back was at KFW. Like not even like having been back to town a week, and my buddy was in Carmen. We're like, "Hey, we're gonna ride up here for this. You should come with us." And walked in the door, and she was like, "How you doing? How you been? It's just so good to see you. So nice. Yeah. I mean, that her whole family has done so much for me, and they're yeah. incredible, a- a- absolute people.
0: fucking sweetheart. Um, and then in the ring legitimately one of the best. Badass. Just un-fucking- believably <laughs> good in the ring. And yeah, like I said, I can't put over enough. Love Kenzie. Uh, male Wrestler of the Year, Swerve Strickland. Yep. Like, is it even close?
1: I think a lot of people would argue, you know, oh, Cody, oh, Roman, all... I, I don't think anyone has gotten to a level of what Swerve is getting to, not just in the ring, but character-wise. The difference between it's guys like so him and good.
0: him and Roman, him and Cody... Him and anybody in the WWE, and to the extent, him and a lot of guys in AEW, the difference between him and everybody else is I want to constantly know what he's going to do next. Yes. And it's not that he's going out there doing crazy Jeff Hardy shit every night. No, it's that he's just, he's his character work is so good. His promos are unfucking touchable. And in, in the ring, even though he's put on like fucking 40, 50 pounds, whatever he put on, he's still so fucking quick in the ring and he oh, yeah. pulls off shit that I can't fucking believe.
1: Well, it's incredible because like, Everything that he's done since this kind of like character shift that he's had, whether it's been a long feud, a short feud, a one-off, every single promo, every word, every move, everything that he does, even on like social media, it just leaves you going, well, "What's he going to do next?"
0: Absolutely, you have to know. You I have to.
1: I mean, he broke
0: into Hangman's house. Talk to his
1: baby, dude, so and that's something that we haven't seen in years. What a fucking
0: and no shit! There's been like like uh, the closest I could think is Randy Orton and, and Triple H. H. Yep, it's the closest I could think. And this was done so much better. Oh, because he's he's hanging over the fucking baby's fucking uh, cradle gimmick, talking. Oh my god, dude! What a fucking madman! So good. What a fucking madman, dude! Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. And then that that that. Having Prince Nana there to counteract him with Prince the Nana fun. fucking great. The dance. Honorable mention for dude, Nana. <laughs> oh, dude, he's right there. He's with Swerve in this category. Yes. We were at a hockey game a few weeks ago, and they were playing the fucking song. Oh, his, his they entrance? They were playing his entrance, and I'm in the fuck. The top rope, catch a 5 I'm fucking, dude, I'm going nuts. I love it. I'm fucking pumped, dude. I, I haven't been that pumped at a sporting event in my life.
1: So funny enough, I had downloaded that song on Spotify like a week before he debuted at Revolution, and I had been listening to it because I didn't know that it was his theme song. Mm-hmm. I just heard it, and I was yeah. like, it's a real good song, and oh, it's got like wrestling theme. That's cool. I like that. And I, I bought Revolution. It was the first AEW pay-per-view that I had bought. And I just remember hearing the music, and I went, no fucking way.
0: Well, I mean, it, Tony Shavani kind of ruined it because he's standing out there waving the contract around. that says Swerve real big on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: like, well, I know who the fuck's coming out, buddy. Thank you.
1: But, but, but his it, outfit, dude, the fucking the, <sighs> the John Wick-style suit with the oh, glasses.
0: I love the massive fucking jacket that he comes out with. It look, oh, well, he yeah. literally looks like a fucking final boss, dude.
1: Like, he's. He's about to be. He's about to be world champion. Dude,
0: oh, straight the fuck up. I really hope he's the guy that takes off of Joe. I really hope he's the guy that takes it off of Joe.
1: I, and I hate that for Joe because I don't ever see Joe as a transitional champion. It's not going to be anytime soon. I, I think it'll be before summer next year. Mm,
0: I don't see it happening till All Out. I could see that. I think Joe holds a belt to all out because he's yeah. going to be – because he is the final boss right now. Yeah. And you've got – I think Swerve can overtake him as the new final
1: boss. And you're going to have the storyline of MJF trying to fight back for it. Eventually, he'll lose off, and they'll have to build a new storyline around Joe and Swerve. So, yeah. Okay, I could see that. It'd be so fucking good. It's going to be so good. Joe versus Swerve.
0: Oh my god! It's gonna be
1: so match. great. Give me that match like fucking. Yesterday, Give me that dude. match somewhere in the southeast so I can go buy tickets and watch <laughs> that it live. Fucking shit! Right? That's stop doing all out
0: in Chicago. Tony, it's tapped. Bring Chicago's it to Nashville. Yeah, bring, bring it to that Atlanta. Shit to Nashville. No, we to. I'll, I'll drive the extra distance to Nashville to not go to a show in Atlanta. That. I will drive the extra three hours it takes to get to Nashville to not have to go down to Atlanta. <laughs> Straight the fuck up, dude. Bring it to Huntsville. Because I can tell you, even though Atlanta is technically 20, 30 minutes away, it would take as long for me to get there and get home as it would Nashville. Oh, yeah. Fuck that noise. Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, Swerve is... And it, uh, speaking of the theme song, always had great theme song. The first time I remember seeing him in MLW when he came out to fucking Shaka Khan. Oh, yes. like dude, like, oh, Always had the the best theme music. Match of the year. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Match of the year for me, Grand Slam, Eddie Kingston, Claudio Castagnoli for the for the Ring of Honor title. Oh,
1: see, I'm torn. I I loved um, Dragonov versus Carmelo because I fucking I love Dragonov. I think that Dragonov is awesome.
0: Oh, I absolutely love Dragonov. Um, I don't. <sighs> that wasn't a bad match by any means. I thought it was really good. I just. As much as I love Ilya, I have soured so much on Carmelo this year.
1: Really? I think he's
0: a dog shit baby face. I think he's unbelievably trash as a baby face. As a heel, he was so good.
1: I think his problem as a baby face is they're trying to make him like the... He's still
0: like that guy, but he don't know how to be that guy. He don't know how to be him without being I think
1: they need to let him be the cocky baby face. Because And that only works sometime. Only yeah, some people can, can do it. it can be super annoying. Yes, and if it, if it gets super annoying, you turn him back heel again. Yeah. But I think he if he's the cocky babyface, oh, I think that could go places. And they
0: got Trick Williams as a babyface right now, too. That's also bad. I love Trick as a babyface. I don't. Oh, really? I don't like Trick. Really? That fucking, so it makes no goddamn sense.
1: Oh, the Iron Survivor?
0: Well, forget all that. That
1: shit pissed me off so bad. That shit's dumb as it is. That was so bad. But
0: him coming out to the ring and everybody chanting, whoop that trick. That's you. <laughs> He's trick. <laughs> so are they is, every time he comes out, to me, it sounds like the fans People are saying, Beat his, ass. his fucking ass. Whoever's in the ring, fuck that dude <laughs> up. That's what it sounds like. I understand what whoop that trick means, but when your fucking name is trick, it sounds like the
1: fans are chanting for you to get your fucking ass beat. It gives a bad connotation.
0: (laughs) It ruins it for me. It ruins it for me. I can
1: understand that.
0: I mean, as the guy, you know me long enough to know that the only thing that I give a fuck about is it doesn't make sense. Yeah. That doesn't make fucking sense
1: to me. That's true.
0: So fuck him for that. Um, Ilya is great, though. I do love Ilya. I love Ilya. With his, I've said before, one of my first episodes on here, I talked about my personal favorite top ten matches I've ever seen. I'm sure it could probably change these days, but up there, high up there, I put the trilogy yeah. that Ilya had with uh, Walter. With, no, not Walter. With uh, this was before that. Oh, this was in progress. Oh, the okay. trilogy that he had with Car
1: Noir. Oh, okay, okay. So
0: it fu- was, it was, it was a, it was a love story
1: because his matches with Walter
0: were really good. We're really fucking good. They're
1: brutal.
0: Very brutal. <laughs> the exact opposite. Go watch him and Kara. Really? Kara's, Kara's very ambiguous as a character. Mm. Uh, he comes out. He's, a, he's the Black Swan. He does a whole fucking Black Swan dance routine out there. Oh. And like the whole thing is it's like the, the story of their matches, is it's, it's built like a love story. Where it's like throughout the matches they become more fond of each other and like they appreciate each other as a competitor.
1: That's awesome. That by
0: like the second match they're like you know they're dapping each other up like you're fucking good job good. man you're fucking good dude like I like you a lot and then by the third match did they actually kiss? Yeah, that's they awesome. ki- they straight kissed in the third match. That's awesome. Like and I think I think that's what led to the finish was I think Carr kissed him and was like now nah, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I think that was the finish. So fucking good.
1: Um, I did just so, think about honorable mention for the this is the last one i'll do for the independent wrestler of the year mm-hmm. and i just it just came to my mind i was like there's one guy that i've been thinking of so much recently shugdi oh he's he's one of the best ever shugdi is
0: just that just as he's he's a veteran presence he that my we first so much fucking need i i mean i've i've heard that he's about to give another seminar here in January, and anybody retinal. that wants to come to retinal, January 28th, he will actually pick two people in the seminar to participate in the Circle Pit Scramble. So, and
1: I'm out of wrestling for a while. I'm debating so he's going not and taking that seminar.
0: Well, there's one spot gone. If Harrison shows up, I'll tell you guys um, right now. But if you're listening, you're a worker, you want to get on retinal. That's honestly, I tell people this all the time. Oh, yeah. Max has said so many people want to get on retinal. You want to get on, come out and help and go to a seminar.
1: Come help show up. Show up and help put up the ring in that above. Anything else will get you so far, not just in retinal, but in this whole fucking business. Just helping when you can tell people need help. And that's not just like a in the sense of, like, I'm the trainee. I know my job is to help put up the ring and stuff. Help with everything. Help bring concessions in. Help people move stuff around, like... Just helping in general gets you such a good reputation yep. in this. Like, I've had people that I have disliked very, very much where I've been in a spot where I'm like, shit, I cannot do this by myself. What am I going to do? And they've come over like, do you need help? And I'm like, you're my new favorite fucking person, at least for the day. Yep. Because it's just so many people in this business come in and go hey how you doing and then go sit in the back for 6 hours and don't get me wrong veterans have reserved that right but when you're you know still when you know that you're still one of the younger people help out for sure
0: i mean look, i mean a quick shout out to my boy michael solar The reason he stayed busy as fuck. He just made a year in wrestling coming out of the nightmare factory. The reason he stayed as busy as he did because he was doing that. He was showing up, helping out with the ring and he'd get a spot. Absolutely. I got him a spot on retinal. He wanted to work retinal. And I told him that exact thing. I said, show up and help. And then he got put in the scramble at the last show.
1: That's all it takes. Just show show up
0: up, show up and help. Be present, be open. You know, they might not have a match for you, but can you got a black shirt? Can you work security? Can you hold a camera? That'll pay off. All, all of it pays off. It's all part of Pandu's.
1: A lot of times, do you have a black shirt or stripes? They need refs quite a bit. If you're a ref and you want to come work Retinal,
0: when I met Harrison at New South for the first time, he was refing. He wasn't. He wasn't wrestling. He was refing.
1: I was a ref there, and I re- I refed the first ever Retinal show. Me and Kevin. Oh, right, yeah. Me and Kevin were the I two referees. That was the show that Carryoffel told me to leave and then apologized to me at the next New South show saying that he was too intoxicated. (laughs) (laughs) That was the scariest moment of my entire life because the show was done. We packed up the trailer and everything. Carrie's just sitting on the car with uh, Sean Campbell and Hardway. Mm -hmm. And I just walk up and I put my hand out. I was like, man, thank you very much for letting me be here. Like, I really appreciate it. And he just looked at my hand and looked at me. He goes, cool, is that it? I was like, "Uh, yeah. He's like, awesome, leave. I was just like, I turned around, I grabbed her. She was a couple steps away, and I just said, we're getting out of here right now. Carrie Offel just told me to leave. I think I just got fired.
0: And Was he just in a bad mood? Or Yeah, he, he
1: was He was in a bad mood because it was the first show. A lot of stuff had been going wrong that day it and s- things. still goes wrong. And he he came up to me at the next show, and he was like, dude, I am so sorry. I was like, dude, I'm just glad that I didn't piss you off because I got a message from Brandon the next day. He was like, Carrie told me to reach out to you, and I was like, Awesome. I thought I was in trouble. We're good. Yeah, that's one guy I don't want mad at. me. Oh, fuck. No, no. Carrie,
0: and, and, uh, Carrie awful was intoxicated is a sentence that I cannot believe the amount of times that I've heard it used as a justification.
1: <laughs> Let me tell us something. You find Carrie awful in a good mood. You ask him any question you've ever wanted advice on and you you may not like the answer but you are going to get 100% honest advice from him about any. he has
0: been um very much the last several months kind of uh he's kind of been in a mentor role for me and Carmen yeah he's done a lot for us he's sent he's asked us for footage so that he could send them to people in the WWE like he he told me straight up um backstage at Dump Sanders Holiday Special. Go watch that on IWTV right now. He told me backstage, uh, he said, I don't know why you and Carmen aren't the head like IWTV commentators. Yeah.
1: You guys should be doing
0: everything on IWTV.
1: Well, any time that I watch one of my matches back, I the neighborhood that we live in that was not my first reaction to what that was i forgot it was new Year's no, eve
0: no. Um, no this is this is these are all very expensive this houses good, that's get, fireworks yeah, we're at your house that's this is just, a good neighborhood if we were at this, my house no, i would have been no dude what straight up so straight up where one of the places we used to live in baton rouge back in our early 20s we straight up had dominoes had to call us back after we placed an order and they're like yeah we don't go out there yep we called hungry howie's and they were like we stay strapped we on the way <laughs> dude Fucking don't give fucking love, fuck. <laughs> dude, I love
1: Hungry Howie so much. Yes, I go back and watch my matches. Every time I do, I always text you and go, thank you so much for your commentary. Or I come find you, I'm like, thank you so much. Because you and Karma's commentary, dude, like, I'll go back after my match, and she knows this because I'm very hard on myself. I go, that was not good. That was, like, I did really bad. I, I messed up this, and I, I know I messed up way. this. Dude, no, I'll watch the match back, and I'll be like, Oh, I thought I screwed that up, but he, he made it seem like it was really good, and now it actually kind of looks really good, and I'm just like, y'all. Dude, if,
0: if, you, if you slip somewhere, I'm not calling attention to it.
1: Y'all put it over so hard, and I love it. That's We
0: we do what everybody else in our field should be trying to do. That's take care yes. of you guys and put you over.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, what I can't do in the ring, I can sure as fuck do under a headset. You know what I mean? Uh, and, this is a group chat just with me, Carmen, and Big Dave where Dave puts us over. Oh my god, I love it This is literally all that that is, dude Like, it's, no, so many people That's awesome I mean, every time I work Larry Otto, who laser messages me the After he gets done watching the footage, messages me to tell me how good of a job I did Wrestling at Southern, every time I, I've been doing post-production for them all year I've probably done a dozen shows for them After every one fucking brother will hit me back and go I just listened to the first match, holy shit, that was good Like, I'll never get tired of hearing it because it's are like, awesome it's, And I appreciate it, and it's, you know And it's, we put everything into this I've said, I've said on, on video before, I am the living embodiment of the term say it with your chest. And, and Carmen is in that fucking boat with me. Oh, yeah. Where like he brings how fucking professional he can be and I say can be, because if you go back and watch the TWE Crash Course show that just went up, neither one of us were very professional.
1: Oh God. I need it to was watch still that. it
0: was still really good though. Like he went back and watched it and he was like, dude, he's like, when we did the show, because afterwards we were both kind of like, ah, I think I'm off tonight. He's like, Yeah, I think I'm off too. And then he calls me after cause he had to edit the footage and he called yeah. me back. Like, he goes, Dude, he's like, even on our worst day, we're still better than it's, everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> like and that's I mean, that's that we can half ass and it still be listenable.
1: And we've talked about this a lot before, but it's, it's one of the things that gets not talked about enough. And that bad commentating can absolutely ruin great pro wrestling.
0: As much as I love... Uh, A lot of the AEW commentators, they fucked around a lot last night. Really? And it took me out in a few spots where like they were constantly... And I got nothing against telling jokes. I pride myself on being the funniest commentator in the indies. (laughs) I say the indies because I'll never be as funny as Taz. (laughs) Never as hard as I fucking try. He's just unintentionally the funniest motherfucker in the world. Um, I pride myself on being funny, but it's in spots like I have my moments. Yeah. You know, and now Carmen realizes it's so hard to break me. So now his new goal cuz he knows that I purposely will break him every show. Now he's trying to do it to me. Oh, that's and I'm time. like, "Son, sit down. This ain't your fucking lane." And he's he's getting me on a couple of them. I'm
1: going to get you when I come back. When I come back, might, I'm gonna, I'm going to hit something. I'm just going to turn around, and look at you and be like, "Yeah, you like that, the, Rob?"
0: Dude, the referees are the referees, the wrestlers have a better track record of breaking me than Carmen does. I love that. Fucking Marcus Dillon just got me at Retinal.
1: Marcus Dillon gets me every fucking week when he comes out because backstage he does his fucking song. And he goes invest in me, and he just looks at us. And goes yeah, as he's walking out the curtain, and it's fucking hilarious. I believe every that. time Marcus
0: is so fucking funny. Like literally, so me and him did the scramble match at at the Retinal show. Oh yes, yeah, and fucking so so to to <laughs> so context. Good. Solar comes out And for whatever reason The music guy plays Marcus Dillon's music Oh great Now Marcus was supposed To be in this match He had a fucked up SS2 So yes. he couldn't do it so he comes and he asks me, "Can I call the match with you?" And I was like, "Yes." Yeah, so you for sh- just shoo the other guys away, like go up and tell them to fuck off. Yeah. And then he comes up and he's—I didn't realize he's already a few beer deep at this fucking. Oh party. yeah. And so he's sitting there, and then his music plays. A solar comes out, and Marcus is so fucking quick with it. I'm so proud of him for how quick he was on this. He was one second, stands up, he goes, "Hey, I invested in you, so you better make sure you win this fucking match." All on an accident, they weren't supposed to play a song, and he just quick
1: so fucking good. dude
0: marcus is under fucking rated in that he,
1: aspect the very first seminar i ever took with suge d uh when i we were learning strikes and that's where the story of i don't do theatrics comes mm-hmm. from if you hear us say that all the time because i got fucking punched in the fucking jaw and then suge stops him before he hits me again and just goes whoa whoa, whoa man this is, this is wrestling and he just looks at suge straight face I don't do theatrics. I love that so fucking much. Uh, Jay Styles can fuck off, dude. That motherfucker. Um, but no. Dooley pulled me aside right after I got out of the ring right there, and just goes, "You're gonna be good at this." He's like, "You, you've, you've obviously watched. Like, you're, you're gonna be okay at this." And I was just like, "That means the world because I met you ten minutes ago." And literally, I mean, him saying that and already. Zach legitimately giving me the shirt off of his back so that I could work security. Those are good fucking guys. right? Those there. two guys are like Those good guys. Yeah.
0: But so. So what happens is Solar hits a spine buster. Yeah. And Dooley does a spine buster. Yes. And then he goes. Uh, he goes, I taught him that. Did you now? <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, oh, I couldn't man. fucking contain myself. <laughs> Just the way, no, I fucking... <laughs> no. And then he looks over and sees me corpse, and then he starts corpse It was so fucking good. Before that, at Retinal in Nashville, and you can see it on the footage, because Auburn... Uh, Auburn. Autumn, <laughs> autumn. Autumn. I just had Auburn on my mind, because Carmen just did that fucking private yeah. show for them. Um, but autumn was filming and you can actually see me in the in the roaming camera whenever this happens during the main event chris kind of just like drive by does commentary yeah. comes over and just slides over by the microphone he's like oh yeah real quick uh this was the day after heflin by the way
1: okay oh yeah
0: real quick uh free my boy uh, free my boy kevin ryan and then just fucking leaves <laughs>
1: and you can see me like what the fuck <laughs> that's fucking hilarious it just dude.
0: happens I told him, I said, you're the first person to ever break me on commentary. And he was like, I'm yes. happy I was there to pop you, Cherry. I love it. That dude, I fucking love that guy. So that's that's the list. Uh, tell us what you guys think. Um, respond on Twitter at Sweet uh, Follow Harrison on social media. What's your what's your At handle? The
1: Harrison Hayes. At The Harrison Hayes.
0: Um, legitimately, I'm not just saying this because he's sitting right next to me because I think he knows just as well as I would. Mm-hmm. I would talk shit about him if I wanted to. Legitimately, one of my favorite guys to work with right now. Um, has really, really impressed me. You know, I, I, it's not often that I see guys start that I see them as a referee, and then just a couple of months later, now they're in the ring taking fucking bumps. And I remember seeing—I think the first one might have been a scramble match. I think it might have been right before anniversary, something like that.
1: Yes, it was the scramble match. That it was Donnie versus someone, and Donnie gave me a chop, and Stunt Marshall stole my ref shirt. Yeah. <laughs> So, I like,
0: just ever since then, like, I've, I've always been very impressed by your work ethic. I've been impressed by what you can do in the ring. Um, it always means the world to me anytime any of the guys come to me for advice because I think I'm the last fucking person to give you advice. And I've told you, I've never, I'll never in a million years tell you how to do a fucking wrist lock, but there's all kinds of other shit, other aspects that don't involve getting hurt that I can tell you about. And, and as far as everything goes in ring... I like what you're doing, and like I said, you, when me and you had that little talk ski before you hit the curtain for the rumble, and then the way that you handled a situation that a lot of guys wouldn't have known what to do, the way you handled that, I was I was standing off to the side whenever Donnie put you over for how you handled it, and I'm just, you know, I'm nowhere near, I'm just hearing what Donnie's saying to you, and I've got a smile from ear to ear because that meant so much to me seeing just literally how 30 seconds before that moment you were just like I don't want to fucking do this yeah. and then you were you went out there and harnessed all that fucking energy. I was so proud of you
1: in that moment. Well, I appreciate you, but and this is it's been probably what 9 9 months now that we've known each other? About, yeah. About 9 months. This has been a nice little journey that we've been on so far. Oh,
0: dude, and it's just again, 2024 is going to be fucking wild.
1: Dude, dude. it's going to be awesome. I, I'm going to try and get over to uh, Southern States. That's uh, the we'd goal. Th-
0: we'd love to have you, and I can tell you, same thing applies. You show up and you fucking, just like we were show telling all you of put you, it work. practice what you preach. You show up and you fucking help grab a few boards. I can promise you, I will definitely get in everybody's ear and make sure that you get something. Heck yeah. But, so, thank you everybody for tuning in. If you want to pick up some merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers, or go to CollarAndElbow.com. He didn't know that was a real store until a few minutes ago. I thought it was
1: just a gag shirt, and I yeah. thought it was awesome still. He saw my wife's collar and elbow
0: shirt, and was like, oh, that's neat. And I was like, that's a whole fucking place, dude. Collar Use the promo code heat at checkout. Save you 10 percent off your order. Uh, and uh, yeah.
1: Thank you very much, Rob. I appreciate you. Well, letting thank me you for coming do on this with me. Thank
0: you for allowing me to ambush you.
1: You're just coming to <laughs> hang out.
0: And uh, hey, guess what, buddy? We're going to listen to these fireworks and do a fucking podcast. Heck yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Harrison. Uh, thank you, Big Mike. If we never get to do the show together again, I want you to know I do love you to death. And I had the most fun doing the shows with you because of the outrageous shit that you would say and all the porn that you would post against <laughs> my will on the fucking screen during the stream yards uh love you to death big guy uh carmen for also helping me out quite a lot with the show this year my favorite broadcast partner in the world we're taking over this fucking industry next year
1: Y'all better. and maybe
0: we can make Carrie awful proud and actually become the lead voices of
1: IWTV. wouldn't that be nice that would be the that would just be the best thing that'd make my year just so I
0: can, I'd be pretty pumped on it, too. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> My fucking bank account would be pretty happy, too. Oh, fuck. But uh, that's going to do it for us, so thanks for hanging out. Thank you all.